Now the drive comes on. Terrific drive by the Irish pack. And immediately taking the Welsh on and Byrne breaks away and what a start for Ireland. Within a minute, within a minute, Shane Byrne peels away and scores for the Irish. Wow, that was so easy. Yeah. Well, yes, the man that scored that try, I think it was 60 seconds uh, for Ireland against Wales. Uh, 41 test caps for Ireland, four for the British and Irish Lions and toured New Zealand here as well. Wonderful Irish hooker Shane Byrne joins us. Shane, oh, great memories, great memories scoring tries in the green jersey. <laughs> so they were few and far between, unfortunately. I was more of a facilitator, just to make sure that the backs would get all the glory. But uh, yeah, I enjoyed. I certainly enjoyed that one against the Welsh. I'm just wondering if there's anyone left in Ireland because everywhere I look in France, it's just seas of green. It's an amazing sight. It's incredible, isn't it? Um, where the, the uh, support has been fantastic and. Like there were talk of 60,000 at the last game. That's something we don't know. But the one thing about it is they're in great voice. They certainly are enjoying the World Cup so far. I think Ireland, obviously, as we know, have given them plenty to cheer about. And, uh, you know, that's one thing that the Irish can do very well is support. And uh, they're enjoying every minute of it there. I almost feel like, too, Shane, that um, neutrals at Rugby World Cups have always jumped on the all-black bandwagon. I feel like they are on the island bandwagon. <laughs> We're robbing a few off here. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> but um, Yeah, well, look, it, they, there seems to be a great party at us. And uh, so far, they've been playing a good brand of rugby, so hopefully they've been entertaining. And uh, so what more would you want entertained on and off the pitch? We've known Irish rugby for a long, long time, and the passion has always been there, but it's also passion and excellence now, Shane. Um, World number one's favourites, beating New Zealand in a series last year. Has it been a gradual thing for you, or what are the main keys for Ireland just with this? It's not quite world domination, but just everyone's looking over the shoulder at the Irish team now. What, what, What brought that about for you? It was it, it, listen. It was a gradual enough process. It, it took a long time uh, to get to where they are now. With with obviously quite a few highs, a few lows in between. Like in the last decade, thankfully, it, there's been a lot of good times. But this team just seems to, you know, there seems to be something different about them. And Farrell, although it started off a bit dodgy, it he's got it together superbly. And there just seems to be a ruthlessness within this players like we all know they're superbly talented you know fitness isn't an issue it's just what Farrell seems to have got right in this World Cup in particular is the mindset look we all know uh, Ireland have a massive hoodoo with quarterfinals and uh, so Ireland have to just go into this game the same as they are one game at a time and I just think that this the mindset that Farrell has instilled in this group of players has just made the difference that they've They've turned a corner that we've never seen before in a green jersey. And the amazing thing, too, is being a former hooker yourself, Like I look at that Irish mm. forward pack and really no one stands out. It's just like this massive green wave. They all know what they're doing. They um, and, and There's no rock stars in that forward pack. It's like the whole forward pack is the rock star. 
Yeah, and and they're all able to do whatever is asked of them, no matter what part of play that they're needed, whether it's distribution, whether it's dummy lines, whether it's taking the ball up into contact. They all know exactly what to do. Look, this it sounds a very, very basic thing, you know, because we all should know what to do and it's nothing that New Zealand wouldn't have their team. The knowledge should still be there, but it's just the way Ireland are executing it at the moment, I think, is... is really challenging defences and um, and that's what you know has them in the position that they are in now and it's also that they're quite comfortable without the ball they are happy to defend they're aggressive in defence they're efficient in defence and, and that's you know where the team sits at the moment but we still have a big step to take obviously as New Zealand rugby public, we've always looked at maybe South Africa as the one game a year that we go into and not sure what we're what we're going to do. Pretty much, and this isn't arrogance, mm. Shane. It's just um, we sit down to watch. No, the, I know. We sit down to watch the All Blacks win. Now we sit down mm. and we're going. We we hope we win. I quite like it as the competitive nature of the game at the very very top level. What what's the Irish psyche now? Yeah, well, look, there's, it's a bit strange with the Irish psyche now because, like I've already alluded to it there, we have an issue with World Cups having never got past the quarterfinal stage. So there's a real, you know, there's a sense of anticipation. Obviously, this team has built itself up the whole way and getting to the number one seed in the world. It's on the, you know, the longest winning streak Ireland has ever been on, 17 games. And... Um, you know, there's there's a real sense of what might happen here, and that's what you know really has the Irish public kind of a bit nervy, a bit antsy about it. Uh, the support is there, obviously everyone is is very keen, but it's kind of almost uh, uh, nobody wants to mention it. You know that <laughs> what could happen, but if you think about it, like from a, from a, an international press point of view. You know, Ireland went into this competition as um, number one seed in the world, and there wasn't that much talk of potentially the number one seed in the world doing well and and you know lifting the cup, and um, and that's unusual. But the reason for that is that the 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 quarterfinal uh, hoodoo looms large, and particularly because they've made an absolute bags out of the seeding of this World Cup. There's fixtures that have happened already in the World Cup, you guys versus France, us South Africa, and now you guys and us in the quarterfinal. These things shouldn't happen at this stage of the, of the competition. These should be later on. These are mammoth games that are, are played, you know, in World Cups. Uh, but it, we are where we are, and it's 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 all adding to the sense of occasion. Um, you know, we obviously have. The history we have with you guys in the last couple of games, and there's a lot of these young Irish guys who who have beaten New Zealand more than they've lost to them, which is a complete novelty in Irish rugby. Personally, I never experienced it, and um, it's something that you know I think that adds to the mindset of the team. But then again, it gives you guys massive, massive motivation, and I think the fixtures have actually suited you guys I think uh, obviously the French game a kick off as I said a game that should never be taking place at the pool stages but I think the way the games have gone you're starting to remember the, the 
style of rugby. You're one of those sides that you have the talent and you just you can really benefit from those games where a lot of other teams it's more just going through the motions you guys don't and I think you are remembering the you know the great side that you are and I think you're in good stead coming into this quarter final a lot of people and not just New Zealanders but other other countries and I watch a lot and listen to a lot of people like Jamie Heaslip and Alan Quinlan um, Ronan Agara um, and then other other countries pundits as well and and New Zealanders and Australians and South Africans say stop Johnny Sexton, you stop Ireland. I don't think it's that simple. No, it's not that simple. Um, it probably a couple of seasons ago it was that, but it's not. Um, look, there, there, there certainly is only one Johnny Sexton really and the mastery he has at controlling the game, the way he plays the game so... Um, so flat to the defensive line, really challenging defence is, is absolutely superb. But the, his understudies, um, Byrne and Crowley, they, these guys are there as well. They're not quite to his level, his mastery. There's no doubt about it. It would be a blow. But the team continues. You just mentioned it there earlier on in reference to the pack and the same as at the back lines. Mm. There's no superstars out there. They are just a very, very well-oiled functioning machine and that's what they do and if if one of the players although a, an extremely important link is gone they'll still continue and they will still challenge most defences Can you tell the New Zealand public about the setup of rugby in Ireland because uh, the other home nations up there they know Irish rugby probably better mm. than us and they're just saying this could be the start of a 5-10 to 10 year reign at the top of the rugby ranking such is the strength of pathways and development and structure mm. in Irish rugby what can you tell us about that so the i suppose the look at the irish when when the game went professional we managed to have pretty much the the, the, the uh, close to perfect professional structure i suppose in in the sense that everything feeds into the national side it's it's quite similar to your own setup that we only have four professional teams and uh, like obviously it's still the fourth sport within the country mm. players wise so we don't have a lot of playing numbers but everything feeds up up the slope so the IRFU sits on top and underneath it is the semi-autonomous provinces Munster Leinster Ulster Connacht and they're all feeder clubs up into the international structure. But underneath that, that's, this is the key to it, and Leinster led the charge in this, is that they have several layers of academies, sub-academies, leading all the way down into the school structure. And they all feed one into the other. And um, so what that creates is, is a set of players who are bred into wanting to achieve, wanting to get up the ladder, and only wanting to play for Ireland because that's the carrot that's been dangled in front of them. So the the want and the, the drive within the players are there. And, you know, they don't want to travel abroad. There's plenty of Irish players who could earn a lot more money in France or England, and particularly in France. And on the whole, they don't go because they want to play for Ireland. And even though Ireland can never afford anything like the money that... Um, that the other countries can pay, the Irish stay at home and it really drives this machine that uh, there is always somebody nipping at your heel 
and able to take your place which drives standards and um, yeah I recently in recent times it's working very very well yeah long may it continue because there's talk that um, like the French and the English setup is sort of similar where the clubs are owned privately and yeah. then and then there's the international game and that's part of the reason why France have risen back towards the top again because they finally have buy-in with the French rugby union and the, and the private clubs and their academies are strong and I've got fl- friends that play yep. professionally in France and they say finally these this tie-in. Um, I wonder. I'm wondering, and I know as an Irishman you may not know, but will English mm. rugby be sitting back and looking at um, the re-emergence of Ireland and France and the cohesion they've got through club, professional, and international, and say maybe we need to do something because they should be a powerhouse, England. They should always be. With, with their player numbers alone, England should always be there, thereabouts, to be in the best rugby-playing nation in the country or in the in the world. But, yes, there is already rumours coming out of England at the moment, you may not have heard, of a hybrid contract. Mm. Uh, we all know we've, the, unfortunately, Wasps, Worcester, um, London Irish, have uh, gone by the wayside over there and that's a terrible thing to see in any scenario like a rugby player's professional life is not very long and it's terrible to see guys you know being cast aside in situations like that just because uh, the money isn't there the English system unfortunately is built on the clubs are all powerful they built they self-proclaimed the English Premiership to be the greatest on the planet and unfortunately it was based around television mm. so nobody turned up for the games and you need that money coming in the gate so unfortunately that um, it has collapsed a bit and no no domestic rugby can really thrive unless it does have the uh, the country's team the, the FU the RFU whichever it is of each country involved around the club structure as well and Hopefully they'll see sense and start to uh, come up with some sort of agreements with it that'll see it through. But yeah, at the moment, Ireland's structure is, is really feeding well and um, it keeps that conveyor belt of talent coming through. And then it's just up to the coaches to shape it into what they want. Talking to Shane Byrne, former Irish hooker, British and Irish Lions hooker too, who toured New Zealand. Uh, Shane, everyone's so... Um, excited about this clash this coming weekend but no one can say hand on heart what's actually going to happen it could be a blockbuster <laughs> I hope it's not a fizzer um, how, how do you see the game playing out pattern wise I think it'll be an absolute cracker I really do um, I don't think Ireland know any other way rather than having a go as we saw against Scotland Um the the South African game was a different type of game, uh, very much attritional, but it was still edge of the seat stuff. Yes, the scoreboard didn't move too much, but I would genuinely believe that no other team in world rugby would have stopped South Africa winning that game. And so much of Ireland's defence uh, was was really called upon in that game. But I think the the nature of the way that New Zealand play and the nature of the way that Ireland are playing that. I think that this game was going to, is going to produce tries and uh, I think it should be an absolute cracker because, you know, there's so much on the line for both teams. There's history-making, hopefully, for an, from an Irish point of view, mm. to finally get past that quarter-final. 
you guys are already talking about setting the record straight, you know, getting a bit of revenge, getting everything right from from the series win we had down there and the couple of defeats that you've had. So there's a huge amount of backstory to this game. But I just think that uh, you guys, since the French game, have got your mojo back, even though the games weren't the most challenging. You guys really still use them as, as superb exercises to get your team ready. And I think that uh, both sides are just going to tear hell into, into each other and it's going to be fantastic. What will the streets of Ireland look like if you topple the All Blacks this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> you say the fourth most popular sport. It'll probably go to number one for a while. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Ah, look, the, the nation's watching. Uh, there's no doubt about that. It's really caught the attention. Um, you know, the games that we've had, like, look, I talked about the, the, the fixture suiting you guys as well, but I really do since the French game but I really do think that the fixtures and the way they went for Ireland worked out very well and they increased in, increased in intensity moving into the South African game then the week off and then getting ready for the Scotland game I think it's put them in a very good stead yeah we have a couple of injury concerns but the news is reasonably good coming out of the Irish camp at the moment which is great and uh, yeah listen the, the whole nation is watching like you know even even the people who wouldn't be massive might be a soccer fan more so. There's no one in the country that doesn't know that we're playing New Zealand in the quarterfinal of the World Cup. Oh, it's the most anticipated game of rugby probably for four years for the All Blacks since that um, yeah. defeat last time, but we don't want to talk too much about that. Shane Byrne, I really, do, <laughs> I really do appreciate talking to you. A real privilege to have you on the New Zealand Airwaves. And rest assured, I've become a bit of a secret, not secret, I think a lot of New Zealand fans are just loving the way Ireland are playing rugby, playing the game the way it should be played. And as you rightly say, all roads point to an absolute mammoth game this weekend. Whatever happens, I think think it's a cliche rugby will be the winner um can't wait yeah yeah exactly and i i've i've said this all along i said that if ireland get to a quarterfinal that whoever wins that quarterfinal will win the world cup and i firmly believe that yes well bring it on shane Byrne, lovely to chat <laughs> take care see you now